Real Life Street Stars. We're here with some real legendary shit. Listen. Parlay in the motherfucking building hey. of the franchise yo, boys. Yo, What's up? Yo, 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 straight out yo. the apartments. Yeah, you yo, niggas yo. ain't even knowing, man. It's a real street nigga in front of you, brother. What's going on, brother? How you been? Man, I'm, I'm glad y'all had me here, dog. Salute to y'all platform. You know what I'm saying? Y'all been building. Y'all done broke barriers and created ways. You know what I'm saying? The stuff that I'm doing, I'm following y'all path. So I just want to salute to y'all and what y'all doing. Nah, bro, you breaking them barriers as well, brother, man. And I've been watching and been a fan of your shit for a long time, man. And what I like about yours is real authentic. You know what I'm saying? It's really you. It ain't really a whole bunch of whatever, fluff and all that the shit. Gimmick. You just being you. The gimmick. Right. The gimmick. Now, we noticed that a lot of rappers, uh, that, you know, of course, have success are now going into the podcast world. And it seems like some are starting earlier. Some are, it's like every day a, a new one's starting. So what is it that even for you that you was like, that you was hesitant about, about starting your own podcast and getting these stories out and doing this, you know, talking, you know, and getting that to monetization? Well, I, I never want to do podcasts. I ain't never, somebody, yeah, I just, actually, Two years ago during the pandemic, and the was a lot going on. And, you know, I was just speaking on real shit, you know what I'm saying, in the city, you know what I'm saying? And I went viral like four times in three months, you know what I'm saying? And and this is just me voicing my opinion about stuff. Then I started seeing that a lot of people listen to me when I talk, you know what I'm saying? So I just try to say something else. So I started doing videos, like just talking about real shit. And everything I was doing was targeted to street niggas. Cause I just feel like nobody give them game. Nobody give street people things that they need to do and it's gonna help them day to day. It's always, they come take from it or they wanna use somebody from the streets. Mm -hmm. So I start doing blogs and I call them OG talk. Yeah. And the motherfuckers just start going. I'm like, well, I'm already telling this to the podcast cause you know, so many projects are getting tore down, especially in Atlanta. Niggas, youngest don't get a chance to grow up with mentors or people who in front of them to be like, don't do that, do this, don't do that. And if you do do this, let me show you how to do it the right way. Only thing niggas got is the internet. So I said, let me be a voice for the people. You know what I'm saying? So that's one of the reasons I didn't just start doing podcast. Yeah, man, that's hard, man. I, I remember just when, when I first seen the end departments, you know what I'm saying? One thing about your podcast that I think is dope is you really go through the history of Atlanta. Like a nigga like from the outside looking in could actually get some good insight. So for those who don't really know, can you just break down just a, a real quick history of Atlanta and, and, and what's up until this point? You know what I'm saying? Okay, like it's like now people speak about like new Atlanta, old Atlanta. And see, the difference is, is because with the internet now, everything is really the same. So everybody really dressed the same. Everybody got the same lingo. If somebody hear lingo in Dallas that they really like, they'll add it and they'll start saying it in Atlanta or wherever you're from. But original Atlanta, you know, Atlanta was just east, west, and south. You know what I'm saying? East side was pretty much like like Harlem, you know what I'm saying? Flashy, flamboyant, a whole bunch of hustles, flashy, like like to get money, you know what I'm saying? West side is kind of more like Brooklyn, grimy, you know, whole niggas robbing and you know, all the that's the dark land. And the south side is kind of like a mixture of the west and the east. You see what I'm saying? And and so, you know, back then niggas didn't go to other sides of towns. You see what I'm saying? But my history and with my family, you know, moving around, I got a chance to experience all of Atlanta. And then through my childhood, I, I, you know, I used to be around a lot of bosses, so I got a chance to see, meet a lot of bosses from a lot of places too. So I got a, a, a chance to see a lot of stuff. 
And in Atlanta, a lot of people don't get a chance to experience each side of town. You know what I'm saying? So with my podcast, when I speak on these times, I like to speak on it because I really experienced this shit. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of people who see Atlanta who don't really understand and know the Atlanta that I be speaking of. So I just like to keep the, you know what I'm saying? Keep the legacy going. You know what I'm saying? The, the reason why people come to Atlanta, the reason how we is, how we is, for real, for real. Now, um, what is not Atlanta? Like, because I know there's different parts like McKinneyville, Jurassic Park, uh, and everybody say they from Atlanta, but are there, are there really parts that's not Atlanta or is it just, like you said, just the Southwest and the, uh, in the east oh uh, see okay like i'm gonna break this down like this you got metro atlanta yeah and you got the city of atlanta okay all right metro atlanta is everything inside 285. you see what i'm saying so if it's inside 285 it's considered metro atlanta okay so if somebody's from anywhere inside 285 they can say i'm from atlanta okay. and, and outside the city they could be like oh yeah he's from atlanta but when it comes to the in, inside of atlanta like, Amaretta, she's talking about the city of Atlanta. Right. You know what okay. I'm saying? So if your address don't say Atlanta, Georgia, blase, blase, you not from Atlanta. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, we got cities. Like, East Point is a city. Right. But it's in Atlanta, but it's a city. But address say East Point. East so Point. if you stay from East Point, you can't be from Atlanta. Right. Cause so it's Metro Atlanta is the city of Atlanta. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? So uh, from the outside looking in, we always talk about Metro Atlanta. Right. You know what I'm saying? But when you come in the city, we talk about the city of Atlanta. So that's really just the difference. Right, because, you know, we got all the different parts of Dallas, but if, like, you really, if you say, you could be from Oak Cliff, but you from, from Dallas, but. Mm -hmm. Now, like some you, people from, four, four, so I know some people who from Fort Worth, who yeah. they'll say, I'm from Dallas, if, if they somewhere else. Exactly. But if they hear it, they're going to say, I'm from Fort Worth. You see what I'm exactly. saying? So it's kind of like the same, kind of like the same thing in Atlanta. No, I get it. I get it. Now you came up. You know, Dallas has uh, their groups like the the GS Boys. Um, uh, you know, DSR mm -hmm. um, for them franchise boys in Atlanta. You know, it's it always you know being from Dallas. There was a a way to make your your position in Atlanta. A way to come up. What is y'all come up story as far as how did y'all one get together? How did y'all did y'all formulate the blow? It was one of them overnight success stories. Well, uh, it's kind of all sparked with, I did a, um, a poem in school, and it was like a, uh, well, it was like a poem, it was like a rap song, but I ain't had no beat, so I'll call it a poem. There you go, two pocket. You know and so, when I did, the school went crazy, so pimping in the group was like, I want to make a beat to that song. So that was in 10th grade. 11th mm. grade, me and him ended up only playing varsity basketball. Yeah. So I would always rap the song. Everybody like rap it, so I would rap it. 12th grade, he moved. Then we end up bumping each other, bumping into each other in college. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And so our first day of orientation, I hear a beat playing and I'm walking through the campus. So I start rapping the fucking verse. You know, now every time I hear a beat, I'm rapping the verse. Yeah, yeah. But ain't cool. no instrumentals then. <laughs> right. You know what I'm cool. saying? Niggas ain't just making beats. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, that shit hard. So I followed it in and now when I go in the room, it's pimp. Mm. And you gotta take I ain't seen pimp in a year. So we recorded, we recorded the same verse I did in 10th grade, and we made it a song, it was called Money. And that song was, that's the biggest underground song on the West Side. Oh, damn, Atlanta. damn. In the history of the West Side, it's the biggest underground song. Through, through the colleges or just through? Now, now so I went to school in, in North Carolina by Charlotte. In, uh, oh, okay. school, uh, uh, it's an HBCU called Barbara Scotia. It's about yeah. 10, 15 minutes outside Charlotte. So I started doing it up there first. 
You know what I'm saying? John C. Smith, Riley State, all the little schools up there. Yeah. And we were shutting that bitch down. So then I brought it home. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Took it to the club, and then I come back to school. And when I come back on the springtime, you know what I'm saying? That's when we recorded White T. Yeah. So then I come back to school. So that summertime, my that song it's called Money. That song was hot. So that summertime, I was getting shows doing money. So now I'm performing my song, and now it's the hottest song in all the streets. So we would do money, but I would perform White T before money. Mm. So we did I did that the whole summertime. And I went back to school in the fall. White T, now they playing money and white T. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Then I got I got kicked out of college my first semester, my sophomore. And when I came back home, shit, the music, my song was fucking in this. You wanna get a song, you wanna get the club pipe? Play this song right here. Play that, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Six months after that, we had a deal. Damn. So I'm curious, the landscape of Atlanta at the time, at that time, who was the hottest artist popping at that time? Like who was who was making noise? Um, T.I. was on the upcoming. Um, Luda was doing this thing. Yeah. Um, Outcast was had just you know made the big name for themselves. Yeah, work on worldwide. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But that's really what it. You know what I'm saying. You got to think when we came in. Underground music was real. It was really underground. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying. It wasn't. You didn't hear underground artists getting played on the radio. You. It wasn't really a lot of mom and pop record labels for you to sign to to get you a deal. It really wasn't a lot. Nobody had. Nobody had labels and shit like that, bro. Mm -hmm. Or studios. You see what I'm saying? We was the first group to get number one song on the radio out being signed. We didn't even have a group night. We wasn't even a group. You see what I'm saying? So, and, but, and, and so when niggas, and we was already number one on all the radio stations in Atlanta. So when the labels found out that we wasn't signed, it was a bidding war. Did you, did you know that YT was gonna change the whole landscape of Atlanta, the Atlanta sound? No, I, no. I never wanted to be a rapper. I never tried to be. I never thought about it. I just did it because I was good at doing it. And, you know, I liked it doing it. And I passed time doing it in school. You see what I'm saying? We made music for the pool palace. We didn't make music to say, oh, we're going to take it on the east side. and They're going to like this. Nah, nigga. The pool, we gonna, the pool palace going to love this shit. We made music for the pool palace. That's it. We didn't care about the music going nowhere. We didn't care. You see what I'm saying? We just made music for the pool palace. As long as the pool palace like it. They ain't like this one, fuck, we gotta go make another one. You know what I'm saying? And then the whole pool palette, our, our music just popped. So that's why a lot of people call the sound snap music. We don't call it snap music because the shit don't got nothing to do with the snaps. It has something to do with the sound. In the city, we call it pool palace music. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Man, now I gotta ask you, man, because the remix was one of those legendary remixes. You know what I'm saying? Who do you think had the hardest verse? On, on the that, remix, which on one? That, uh, are they like me? Yeah. I don't know. Brett went hard, but Bow went. I was like, Brett, Brett went hard. Ass Brett on that hard. motherfucker, bro. But Bow went hard too. Yeah. You know, like, I, and I'm gonna say this too, like, you know, a lot of times, and then I think that was like Bow's on coming to like I could do my own shit, cause you gotta think for so long it was like niggas wrote for Bow Wow. You see what I'm saying? When he was younger. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So at this time, it's like, nigga, I'm me. Like, nigga, I can do my own shit. So for, for me to see him, how he constructed the verse, I was like, okay, okay, okay. Now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, how many? Like, do you ever wonder, like, 
Like you're responsible for like millions of white tees being so like for like I'm talking about literally for like ten years. Convenience stores couldn't keep white. We create like, tall tees. You bro, yes. Foot Locker, no tall tee. You couldn't go to the gas station, get it, nothing. No bro. white tee nowhere. Facts. Facts. Like you like that's you sh when you shape a culture like that, like going to concerts and seeing everybody in a white tee and shit like that. How did how was was that was that what did that do for y'all, like, as a group? As a I am almost happy, because that's some nigga shit. That's some nigga shit. Some hood niggas. Oh. I was trying the whole world to some hey, hood niggas. And y'all was saving niggas money. Because I'm lit. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Hey. Just the jeans and the Facts. shoes. And they went up. The t-shirt wasn't ever five dollars, no tax. Five dollars, no tax. You know what I'm saying? The gas station. But then you got to think about this, too. And I can vividly remember this. I used to get t-shirts. I used to travel in front of my projects before I went to school. So every morning, I used to just buy a t-shirt. And back then, when you bought the t-shirts, t-shirt didn't get longer, they got wider. Mm -hmm. So the, you get two X to go this way, you get three X to go this way. Mm -hmm. All those was the exact same size. Right. Before us, there was no such thing as a tall tee. Right. Yeah. After we came out, they started coming with tall tees. Yeah. Because we was wearing shirts that was too big for us. So it looked big. Right. You see what I'm saying? In fact, it's like, uh, you know, again, shout out to Dallas's own DSR. They start wearing tall tees, kept a sticker on it. And Everybody I, kept the sticker I, I, on. I seen the remix of Yep in my tall tee. So that, that hoe was making noise and that hoe was moving. Now you yourself, were you ever like tired of the tall tee movement and were you glad to see it go away? Nah, man. Like, I'm going to tell you, man. I embrace culture. I like to see black people creating stuff. I like to see people say lingo and people catch on to it and it become a wave like i like that i salute that shit you know what i'm saying like i never got mad at nobody make you know i nigga make something like them nigga trying to bite me i never felt like that like only thing i had a problem with, with black teeth because we gonna put it <laughs> yeah we gonna we gonna goddamn put a motherfucker and goddamn we're gonna put a stain on your red teeth so you gotta think though yeah. when we came out we came out on like some fun, you know, having fun, partying. But you got to think at this time, it was a transition where niggas was really too gangster at the time. Right. Niggas weren't really dancing no more. You see what I'm saying? Because this is right after like bass music, ticking, you know, all that pop locking. This was like right in that little dead period. You see what I'm saying? But I'm a gangster in real life. This is my escape from the street shit. That's why I never rapped about the shit I, I was really got, had going on, I was like, my yeah, going to jail. Oh, fuck that. I'm going to talk about some other shit. You see what I'm saying? So when I heard that, I was like, what do you niggas think we some? I'm some, what the fuck they think we on? You see what I'm saying? So I was really on some other shit, but pink tea and my throwback and my tall tea. And I salute all that shit. I fuck with them shits. Yeah, I was broke. Right when I heard, because besides Icy, Black Tea was really the only song that Gucci kind of had. And that shit was buzzing so hard. And I'm like, a nigga got to feel some type of way about that. Yeah, like, but see, the crazy thing about it, who's going to do a white tea remix was going to be black tea. Right. Ah, uh, beat them to God damn. Yeah, if we was going to do black tea, you know what I'm saying, for the remix, I was like, but we got to do black tea for the gangsters. You yeah, know what I'm saying? You. So we was going to do do that. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I want to think about it. Black tea was just what the niggas was saying. Like, don't take some shots. You don't know me. Don't take shots at me, buddy. I ain't known the rap shit. Nah, talk to him. And when 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 white tees went away and you start seeing the, the emergence of skinny jeans, what are, what are your thoughts when you said, man, we started a situation over here, now skinny jeans is the wave. Like, what do you, when you see something like that, you're like, hey, that's just what it is. No, I'm gonna tell you the thing about it. I seen it firsthand, because the niggas who changed the game were there from my projects, Shop mm. Boys. Talk to them. You know what talk saying? to them. Shop Boys from my project. I grew up with these niggas. We hit backflips in elementary school together. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, so I know these niggas. 
And when they would start doing all this music, even when they first started making the song part, and you gotta think they was doing pool pass music, so they was making snap songs and shit like that. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? But when they did Party Like a Rockstar, they were still wearing baggy clothes at first. Mm, you see what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Then then they started, then they started adopting the Rockstar mentality. Like, oh, we got Party Like a Rockstar, yeah, we so gotta we gotta really do like the Rockstar shit. So they start wearing European style clothes. Ah, uh, I see. You see yeah, what I'm saying? Which is you know, Europeans is, is dark, it's a yeah, it's smaller fit, figures. like however you fit. You yeah. see what I'm saying? So, and I was like, man, I ain't wearing that little bit of ass shit. They ain't wearing them little, little bit of ass pants and them tight ass pants. But then that shit became worldwide culture. So yeah. I seen, we don't change the game, make everybody wear t-shirts and big bag ass clothes. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I just seen some niggas on one street over come and change the game and have everybody wearing skinny clothes. Yeah. Nigga didn't have to worry about a designer belt back in the tall T days, man. It's and like, no, God, exactly. no. now I got to worry about designer belts exactly. and shit. Exactly. Yeah, fresh yeah. Levi's and exactly. some good kicks, man. <laughs> now you got to match and your shirt. Yeah. Back then, you ain't got to wear none of that shit. Now niggas got to put a t-shirt on, goddamn. Niggas Dior down now. <laughs> Two bands on the shirt, goddamn it. For real, and it, and it better not be baggy. Nah, for, nah, for real. The, big, the fat niggas got that, bro. You know your shirt too little. Yeah, it's too, not a skinny shirt, bro. Yeah, it's man. just a too little shirt. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> now, I was watching the interview you did with Travis Porter, and uh, you were explaining like the different styles. The future, I had the futuristic movement, the white, uh, white boy, black boy swag. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, can you explain to to the audience like what the different styles that Atlanta created as far as the fashion? Okay, it was like at the white tee. You know, it was. Okay, right before White T was throwbacks. Of course, yeah. That was Mitchell and Ness. Yeah, because Hardwood Classic. Because that one, that's one of the ways that we made White T. Because Buddy, the, the Buddy, R.I.P. Buddy. You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah, Buddy died two years of cancer. So Buddy is he's the master of concept. So he was like, "Bro, we might want you to do a song called uh, White T." Because every time we take throwback, the only thing we get is White T's all the time. <sighs> like you fucking smart. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So. It was throwbacks, then it was baggy white tees and you know, baggy jeans and shit. Then it then it went uh, then it went um right before party like a rock star, it was um uh, uh, they was calling it black boy white boy. Yeah. When yeah. niggas start wearing like the polos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Him and young LA, yeah, 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 you know what I'm saying? They was and Travis Porter. They was wearing like the you know the carnigans and the sweaters with the collar shirts. Collar shirts. shirts you yeah. know, white boy, the white boy, you know how you the preppy, the yeah, preppy look, yeah. shit. Tra- Carlton Banks. Exactly. And they was calling the black boy white boy. And this is right when the futuristic music had started to hit. So this yeah. was like 07, 07, 08-ish. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, then it became then right. Oh eight, that's when Paul like a rock star came. So it went from preppy to skinny. Right. You see what I'm saying? Man, this is one thing I want to ask about. Like in Dallas, we had the boogie movement, right? Mm-hmm. But then the gangsters didn't. They weren't fucking with it. So it's like we killed our own movement. But in Atlanta, it seems like every movement that y'all have, y'all support it all the way through until the next movement comes. Is that true, or is that just on the outside looking in? No nah, man, the, the 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 power of your projects or your communities in Atlanta is heavy. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's powers and numbers. Facts. If if you go if you got a hood club and all us is from goddamn blue sofa and this white table and this fucking camera lights, but all us right here and we go to this one club. If if I got a song that's popping in my hood. And everybody from the blue sofa, when we go to the club, when this shit, when they play it, everybody's singing this shit. Yeah. Everybody gonna be like, I'm a, but what yeah. that is right there, boy? Yeah. And it's, and it's something you're gonna start singing it. Next thing you know, it's gonna, everybody in the club singing that shit. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? That's what happens in Atlanta. You know mm. what I'm saying? It, 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 it's the power of influence. You see what I'm saying? Because you gotta think, a nigga will do a song and go to the project. You're gonna play that shit in the parking lot every day. 
That and makes sense. And you're going to be like, well, play that guy. Now play that one song, boy. You played these day in the studio the other day. That makes sense. You see what I'm saying? Now it can turn, it turn into a parking lot song. Now everybody like, well, give me that CD. Now nah. everybody listen to it. Now like, now the little girl, the little chick who dances in the club, like, DJ, play this right here. Mm. You see what I'm saying? That and then sense. it becomes something. Then nigga do a dance or something, and the nigga like, well, I fuck that shit right there. And you know what I'm saying? It was a viral before for the internet, before yeah. you could see it happen on the internet. I used to watch it in, in live, in person. Yeah, like, like what's that? Everybody, are they doing that? Oh, okay, better. Next time, I'm going to learn that. You know that. what I'm saying? Not facts. Facts. So, so that's, that's kind of like, that's kind of like how, how shit just, how shit be. You know what I'm saying? You see one thing doing it, and now everybody doing that shit. Now, east side doing it, now the west side doing it, now the south side doing it, now the shit gone. There you go. You know what I'm saying? Now, you're here in Dallas right now. The Millennium Tour is going on, man. Y'all on the Millennium Tour, man. How how was that getting back to the tour in itself? And uh, is, is anybody wearing white tees in the goddamn stadium? Oh, no. We shut that bit down. Oh, Jesus. It gets shut down. It gets shut down. We shut that bit down every night. I, but they sang word for word, all the, the hooks, the verses, and everything. I know. And I'm curious because they keep changing the roster. Was Is there anybody on the tour that you never met before that's on this tour now? No. Most of these motherfuckers from Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then another thing too is that most of these people who was people who was out when we was out moving around doing our thing. So at some point in time, it was gonna point be a point that we bump into these people. Right. You see what I'm saying? Like even from like trivial, scrappy, crime mob, like we got personal relationship with a lot of them people. I got we got a video with Lloyd. You know what I'm saying? I've been knowing Pleasure P and them from Pretty Ricky from long back then. Cause we used to say, y'all the y'all the R and B franchise boys. You see what I'm saying? So like a lot of these people we've been had relationship, you know what I'm saying, with and been seeing around. You know what I'm saying? Yin Yang. You know what I'm saying? I, I think this is my first time ever meeting day 26. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? This is my first time ever actually meeting them and being around them. They're probably the only one. Yeah. This day reunion. Yeah, this day reunion. Who came up with the dance? Which one? Yeah. Lean with a rock with it. Yeah. Me? Oh, yeah, because you wasn't the one hitting it in that video. Yeah. You need to go to Giddy's Book of Shit. Yeah. Some producing it too. Oh, nigga. Oh, you made the beat? Yeah. Oh, wow. So, so what, when you hit that, when you first hit the dance, were you like, man, niggas gonna do this hoe? Or you just like, I'm, no, I'm just on a Molly I, or something? No. I, 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 I put it all together in my head and, and I executed it. And, and it became, okay. My homeboy Daryl, rest in peace, my homeboy Daryl. Yeah. We gained, like I told you, we used to, like niggas know us, but we used to dance. Yeah. Like, you know, you go to a club, ain't nobody dancing but the girls and the crazy nigga. Yeah. They see, yeah. That's right, it. Right. That's it. Yeah. You know, everybody else, they hit that little box. Like, yeah. we used to get on the floor with them and dance. Mm. You know, we used to be on beans, you know, get drunk, you know. Yeah. And I, you know, I just come, I used to see real gangsters. And they used to boogie, they used to dance at the parties. And, you know, back then when I came up, nigga, if you couldn't dance, you ain't no pussy. You can have all the dope in the world. You can have any of this. The niggas who, the best dancers is the nigga that everybody want to fuck with. This is how it was. That's just how it was. And I, I used to see that. So I was seeing niggas dance and beat the fuck out of nigga and then shoot a nigga. Like, that was normal. So I didn't, to me, emotionally, it wasn't, it wasn't nothing for me. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And so Daryl used to do this dance and he used to just be snapping his finger and leaning. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you pay attention to the first white TV video, we was actually doing lean with a rock with it on this video. Yeah. But it wasn't the actual dance yet. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So I took what Daryl was doing and what we was doing on the white TV video, and I made the dance. And I said, I'm going to call it Lean With It Rock With It, because I had an artist who made a song 
um, a remix of a song called Get Jiggy. There was a whole bunch of dance songs in Atlanta. Yeah. And Get Jiggy was one of the big dance songs. Get one jiggy, of my artists yeah. was on it. Yeah. And they said, I lean and I rock talking about getting jiggy. And it just stuck out to me. Yeah. And I said, Oh, I'm gonna make that's gonna be the name to that dance. Yeah. So I, I called all the artists who were signed to me. Um, I called the producer who was a hot producer at the pool palace at the time. I said, I want you to make the beat. I'm put all my artists on there. It's gonna be like songs for all my artists. So we get in there, and, but you know how, but put this on there, put this on there. And I just end up putting them there, the shit together. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And we did the song, it's a Wednesday. We recorded the song. I went, it was six of us, we recorded the song. We left, went straight to the pool panels, performed it 20 times. Instant hit. Oh, instant hit. <laughs> Knew it was an instant hit. Instant hit. Nigga. Because there wasn't nobody doing that dance before we was doing yeah, it. Yeah, nigga. Like at all. And you Nobody. knew. How quickly did it go crazy? Like, what, a week? It was or? instantly. Hey, no, that night. That I told night. you, hit that motherfucker 20 times. Nigga. <laughs> you know that shit. Like, they, they play, he played that shit back to back to back to back. See, this was in time Damn. where niggas broke records. Right. DJs don't break records no more. They just play them. Right. Unless they got a nigga that they fuck with. I'm going to spin the car, fuck with you. They don't break records no more. So I was, there was a time where a nigga might play a record five times in a row. Damn. Play that motherfucker, play the, the hook, the first hook, and the first verse, and bring that bitch back, play the hook. Do, 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 the, the, the end of the song come back, hold on, start that bitch all the way over. You know what I'm saying? It was them times. You see what I'm saying? So no. shit, and we just, and then all my artists was like, hot groups had Ben Hill Squad, they was on it. They was a hot ass group. Yep. I had a Charlie from Baker Road, he was a hot ass group, had a song called Blockhead Big. I had goddamn, uh, I had uh, Young Nut on there. He was uh, on my label, 10 Little Niggas. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I had my nigga uh, uh, Shada Black on there from Trap Squad. They was a big ass group over there too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I strategically did this, okay, you, 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 you. You know what I'm saying? And go crazy. Yep. Now, the name, the franchise board, like you said, when you got signed, y'all to have a name. Who came up with the name? And um, what was the point of naming like them franchise boys? Atlantic helped us form the name. Okay, okay. Uh, oh, they were going old school with it back in Motown. Nah, because shit. Pimp, Pimpin' got a tattoo to say the franchise, biggest hell on his own. Because uh, he was calling himself the franchise on the beat. Yeah, you yeah. You know what I'm saying? He was calling himself like, I'm the franchise on the beat. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they was like, what y'all were like, we don't know group name. So like, they was getting those names. We were like, I don't like that. You don't like, you don't like that. So Atlanta was like, how y'all be, why y'all be the franchise? That's it. So we was like, hell yeah. Pimp was like, nah, that's my name. We was like, nigga, fuck that. Nigga, we finna be the franchise, nigga. <laughs> yeah, that, for, you know for, what I'm saying? that shit ring, nigga. And they looked and they was like, y'all can't be the franchise because the artist already uh, named franchise. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So they're like, why y'all don't be the franchise boys? And we was like, nah, we from the project. It got to be them. So we went slang everything. Them franchise. Take all the S's out. Put yeah, 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 right, right, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and that's how we came up with the name. That's real. I'm curious, uh, would you or y'all entertain a versus with D4L. They can't versus us. Yeah, mm. uh, you know, exactly. You know it, what I'm saying? It, it, well, I mean, they, must gonna add, man, they must go add in all Shout Low stuff. Yeah. And like, all the and all Fable stuff. Futures, too. yeah, you know how you know how to do it. All the futures and the But they, they ain't, are, that's not a group that's not franchise boys in D4L no more. Yeah, but that's a, you know the the verses always be kind of muddy with you know like nigga, oh, I wrote this song, I'm a I oh I produced this. So it'd be kind of now we can do that, but like I say. See, people got to understand. I say, I tell people this, bro. We got three number one hits. Right. Niggas don't even got one. Yeah. We got three. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. We had we had three hits before anybody from our hood had one song. Before D4L had any song that you heard or heard of, we had three hits. You see what I'm saying? 
And not just count all the other stuff that we did that I can add on to this shit. You see what I'm saying? Niggas don't need help. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm just thinking of niggas don't need help. You know what I'm saying? I, I think what it'd be more adequate to me, you know what I'm saying, would be Crunk versus Snap. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Crunk versus you know what I'm saying? Because you got to think both of these started in the same time. One on the east side, one on the west side. Because yeah. you got to think, we dropped in 2004. Crime Mob dropped in 2004, too. Scrappy did, too. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so I think that would be more of a thing and it's more songs, more big songs and more hit songs that we can add in there. So if you put us on the same team with D4Will, like now this, it create more firepower. Right, you know what I'm Because Crunk got a lot of songs too though. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think that'll be a good battle ain't nobody had. Then you gotta think about this too. When speaking on Atlanta, we created genres. Yeah. What other city did anybody created genres? And we created three at the same time. Snap, Crunk, and Trap. So, so and I, two of them happened on the west side. So I'll ask you, I, I, I'll ask you then, to create the snap and y'all being like the forefront of that. What were your thoughts on Dallas with the boogie era? Dallas, I love it. I like that shit. Yeah, I like. I told you I like culture, bro. Yeah, I yeah. like all this shit that was going on. So you gotta think like, I don't been around everywhere. I, I really think that when it comes to Atlanta, the, the cities that I'm that to me feel most similar to Atlanta to me is Dallas and Houston. You see what I'm saying? So I always got that vibe and I always like, you know, how they do shit and how they ride their cars and how they have to have haircuts and shit. I, I like that shit. You see what I'm saying? Like I fuck with that shit. You see what I'm saying? So now we've reached a point to where we're in a culture of music with drill. And uh, but it seemed like drill not fun really. It's just like drill is so dark. How do you feel about like that type of music? Shit, I'm on some drill shit. I like that shit. That ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, I see it's it's just it's like it's a rocky because I, the message what it pits the people and how they perceive and how niggas indulge into what people say all the time, even though this shit is just entertainment. But it's almost like telling a nigga not to watch Scarface and don't want to go sell no dope. Right. You see what I'm saying? Was you gonna stop making movies? You see what I'm saying? I just feel like I just feel like right now it's 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 waves right now. That gangster shit is just the waves. This the attraction right now. You see what I'm saying? And I just think that it happens all the time. Before before fun times happen, the gangster wave is already it happens all the time. Yeah, it happened like that. You gotta think it was gangster rap before it was bass music. No, that's fair. Yeah, hell you see yeah. What, you see what hell I'm yeah. saying? Nah, hell yeah. <laughs> so I just feel like it, it's it's going it's going to happen. Yeah. You got to go gangster to be like, man, it's too much hard shit. Let's put some fun back into it. Man, you see what I'm saying. And seeing Atlanta take over, how how was it seeing, you know, y'all neighbor uh, Memphis, you know, with the Glorillas, the bags, the uh, finesse two times and shit. How's it seeing a city like that getting its just due where they're just producing, you know, star after star after star where that, you know, kind of coming up, kind of what Atlanta did as well, where they just start producing stars after stars? I, no, I, like, I, I got a lot of people in Memphis. I fuck with Memphis, too. Yeah. Um, Memphis been popping like that, though. Yeah, to me, nah, for real. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's been artists who, you know, like I say, hate about MJG. You got to thank Three Six Mafia. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? They whole count. You know what I'm saying? So like, just seeing it happen so fluently now, just mean that our culture is, is just getting more broad now to me. That's what I see. You see what I'm saying? Because just the same way we got a lot of culture in Atlanta, it's a lot of cities got a lot of culture like that. But niggas never get a chance to really just tap into it. They see a little piece of it. You see what I'm saying? And they don't never get a chance to just 
you know, just really just vibe with it like that. You know what I'm saying? So I, I just, like I said, I, I fuck with all that shit, no, no matter what it is. If you black, you like the hyphen shit, I love that shit. Yeah. You see what yeah, I'm saying? I fuck, I, yeah, rock out with that shit. You know what I'm saying? Even like the New York jail music, I like that shit. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? I, I, I like that shit because I'm going to tell you what I feel like is a good thing to me because it make niggas dance. Nah, yeah, yeah. You see more gangsters dance right now than anything. Ever. 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 You see what I'm saying? So I, I think that we got them dancing now. If we can get them on some cool shit, then we can settle these little niggas down a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Now, there's always like, um, like especially in Dallas, man. One of the things that artists always say is, "Man, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go move to Atlanta and blow." Like that's always been the 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 thing. Like I'm gonna go to Atlanta and blow. How did y'all get that stigma? You know what I'm saying? Is it really like that? Do people can people just come in and and pop like that? Yeah, that shit, Black Hollywood. Mm. You respect Dallas Yes, man. Hey, hey, let me tell y'all something, man. I love my shit, man. But that's one of our flaws. Them niggas walk anybody in. They welcome in. Boy, they welcome in. Yeah, they say in, Dallas would do this. Well, yeah. Yeah, that, but Atlanta welcome anybody in. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's, it ain't a, it ain't a bad thing, it ain't a good thing, but they welcome anybody in. Like whatever you want to do, you can go to Atlanta. You want to write movies? Go to Atlanta. You want to be in movies? Go to Atlanta. Want to be a producer? Go to Atlanta. Want to be a singer? Go to Atlanta. Want to be an artist? Go to Atlanta. Want to be a dancer? Go to Atlanta. You want to get into sports? Go to Atlanta. Yeah. You want to train? Go to Atlanta. You want to be a motivational speaker? <laughs> go to Atlanta. <laughs> you want to you know do podcasts? <laughs> go to Atlanta. <laughs> like Atlanta right now, like, it's so many varies from different places. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like right now, back then, if you want to go on a press run, you got to go to New York. Exactly. You want to do a press run now? You got to go to Atlanta. Yeah. Oh, man. It's just what it is. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And niggas is having business meetings in Atlanta no more. Niggas ain't flying to LA and New York no more. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Unless you want to go see the big offices. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? That's when you finna sign a deal and meet everybody, but everybody got offices in Atlanta now. I can see it like that. You see what I'm saying? The club life. You want to be, be, be a promoter? Go to Atlanta. It, it, and it's more fun. In it. Like, Atlanta, the first place I've been to, bro, where black people just really carry themselves like with some type of respect. Like, I ain't never been in a Waffle House with a, nobody ugly in the Waffle House. Like yeah, no, nigga, yeah. the manager had on a tie. Like he, it was yeah. like some respectable. Right. It was run like real respectable. You're going to get every variation of a nigga in Atlanta. Yeah, every variation. Every all of them. All of them. You, I, I know people come to Atlanta and say, I never seen as many black people with these many type of cars with Rolls Royces and Lamborghinis. And niggas be like, bro, what the fuck? And niggas might a young nigga might jump out 22. Niggas like, that's his car. Like, this fucking be Black Hollywood. The same way you go to L.A. and be like, these niggas really got them. You just see goddamn oh, 20 Maybachs outside, park yeah. outside. Now, you see what I'm saying? Like, you go to Atlanta, you see that shit. Now, that's what, uh, uh, that's what shocked me because we, we interviewed a uh, young cat by the name of Brick Baby. And he was like, man, he went, I, we went to Atlanta. It nigga is 19-year-olds jumping out Lambos, ha having that real paper. He's like, I'm from Cali, nigga. And I'm looking around like, what the fuck is going on out here? Yeah. And the niggas having that shit on. Having that shit. No, I'm talking about, yeah, no, I'm talking about, yeah, niggas, yeah, four, five, six, seven niggas walking in the club, 100,000. Damn. It's easy, and it's easy, it's easy to be 1.2, 1.52 million in the club, in a hood club, at any given time, in Atlanta. With, 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 with probably about $100,000 worth of cars outside. I mean, $100 million worth of cars outside. 
You know what I'm saying? Niggas is trying. Everybody got $90,000 scat packs, $100,000 scat packs in Atlanta. Demons and shit. Mm. Niggas don't get regular cars in Atlanta. You can't buy no regular charger. <laughs> Ain't no RT 362 and 392. No. No, no. Nah, nah. It, yeah, ain't bro. Even, it ain't even. Niggas don't even get scat packs no more. It's Hellcats and Demons. That's bro, it. The trucks. Niggas don't even get the cars no more. Niggas getting the trucks and everything. Jeeps, the Rangos, and burning tires out on the expressway. Niggas in Atlanta shut the whole expressway down and just do donuts in the whole. This about in the middle of fucking expressway and just I'm, like real life shit. Bro, I was. And it's crazy you said that because I was just listening to a meet. We go sound Quavo said, "Fuck that little three ninety two. And I was just looking at one of them hoes like, "Damn, that's a fifty thousand dollar car. Like, that's all right for it." <laughs> nah, it's great. Nine eleven. Dude, bro. So hold on. Me being a Dallas nigga, I be say I moved down there. I, I got my little SS commercial. Whatever. Like, is they gonna know that? Oh, you ain't really. Yeah. Nah, but see, niggas drive all kind of cars though. See, it's, it's, it's every it's every level of it. But as niggas is, if I'm finna say. Well, I'm finna goddamn. I got me some money. I want to get me a new car. Yeah, I'm not gonna get the sixty thousand dollar car. Right. Now, especially if you got the goddamn the Hellcat Jeep, and then he got the Durango, <laughs> and then he got the motherfucking the the, the Demon um, Charger. Yeah. Nigga, I'm not getting this regular shit. Yeah. Hey, boy, fuck that. I'm going to pay this $1,500 a month. Yeah, pay this $1,500 a month. pay this $1,500 a month. Well, we're going to have a good six-month run. Nigga, damn. So I'm curious, uh, how much money should a nigga have in his pocket if you go to Atlanta strip club? Shit, none. <laughs> <laughs> shit, but these niggas, be, they be sliding. Listen, uh, shit, bro, like I tell people, Atlanta is a place to have fun, dog. But a lot of people get Atlanta really fucked up, bro. Yeah. That's a place you'll go and won't leave that bitch. Mm. You see what I'm saying? At any given time, at the snap of a moment. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Huh? At the snap of a moment, dog. You see what I'm saying? So, so niggas be of, hungry out there. Like. Man, them niggas, bro, listen. Niggas ain't doing shit in the hood no more. Niggas is going to where where the white people stay. Yeah. Like, niggas is, niggas is having shootouts in Lennox Mall. Nah, nigga. Real shootout. It yeah. was two in a week. Nigga. You see what I'm saying? Niggas wouldn't dare take it. Nigga, but we finna go away. We on the bucket, here, bro. I'll leave the gun. We ain't taking the sticks and shit. You see what I'm saying? Now niggas, this, this shit is everywhere now. Niggas don't get no fuck. So niggas is looking for you. Niggas looking for you. Because guess what niggas know? Out of town niggas come to Atlanta, guess where they going? All the bookhead, all the pretty places. They ain't going to the hood. So get where these hood niggas going. They putting them clothes on and them ballads and them shit. They going. They don't think they doing this in their life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You see what I'm saying? Fishing, nigga. <laughs> We're fishing. What do you think made it? Because I know 21 was online, like, man, he was like pleading, like, damn, it's, it's getting fucked up. What do you think made it get to that point? Like, been fucked up. So I don't think it's no worse than, than it was a couple years ago, type shit? Or? No, it is worse. It's worse enough. Because you got the internet, so everybody's trying to one up or whatever somebody else doing. You see what I'm saying? If he show 10,000 online, I got to show 20. So she, you show, he showed 20, I gotta show 50. Shit, now I gotta show 100. So now yeah. every time I get online, I gotta show 100. Like I just say, he got the demon. Well shit, them niggas over on the east side got the, boy, I can't hear now, boy. Shit, he fucking little shouter, so I gotta get the car caught. You see what I'm saying? He just put the VVS's with the goddamn, with the baguettes and his shit, so I'm going to baguettes too. Just, that's what it is, but that's what the internet do. Cause back then, shit, I don't see the niggas on the east side, I don't know what these niggas got. Right. You see what I'm saying? So I ain't trying to get what these niggas got. They're going over here, ride. They ride the goddamn Crown Vicks with the rim. I'm going to get me a Crown Vic, put the 23s on it. 
You see what I'm saying? But when you start seeing the internet, you start seeing all this shit. So then niggas gauge start going to what you seeing. And it's not what you seeing around you no more. Now nigga, you could it's niggas competing with you, you don't even know these niggas. Niggas competing with niggas they don't even know. Bro, it's you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But everybody, what, what, he got the Balenciagas on, nigga, I don't even like Balenciagas. Niggas just gonna go buy them because everybody else got the motherfuckers. That's what niggas is doing though. You know what I'm saying? So that's why it's getting worse. You see what I'm saying? Oh, they got switches on their gun? Wow, well, everybody gotta have switches. Oh, they got the sticks with the hunts, and we got to have the sticks with the hunts. Like, that's what it is now. You see what I'm saying? This is the internet. I internet mean, got everything fucked up everywhere. Yeah. Man, I, it just seemed like it's so crazy because the DA in y'all city is not motherfucking playing about these niggas on this internet. You think they would just turn that shit off? Yeah, but you gotta think, man. Mm. A lot of people don't get a chance to see a lot of shit firsthand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you don't get a chance to have a firsthand experience. Firsthand experience is the only thing that's gonna change your mental on what to do and what not to do. Seeing a nigga get fucked up like, ooh, why he just ain't, I ain't doing that no more. You see what I'm saying? But when you don't experience, even when you hear it, it's like the same. You see what I'm saying? So motherfuckers don't be thinking shit sweet. Right. Yeah. Like I, I tell you like this, like I know niggas would be like, you should put the guns on the internet and videos, but they'll indict you and shit like that. You know, niggas stay putting guns. I seen my whole hood get indicted for having guns on the video. I was like, boy, now I tell everybody, boy, hey, go get some fake ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And put the fake ones on there. Yeah. They ain't, well, the people who watch it ain't gonna know it. When you see heat and you see the nigga shooting the motherfuckers, you think them real sticks, them motherfucker movie guns. Yeah. Go get them same thing. I shoot movies, dog. Just go get it. Don't put them real guns. Now I can advocate and preach for that shit. You see what I'm saying? Because I don't see it firsthand. Niggas don't see that shit. So me telling a nigga, nigga, like, man, fuck that shit. They gonna put that real gun on them. You see what I'm saying? So right. I just, I think it's, that's, that's, that's why I think it is. So when the district attorney comes down on a situation like YSL, in the in the hip hop culture, does that do you hear murmurs of people like saying, hey, "I'm gonna stop doing this"? Or I'm, does anything change in people's mental since like a motherfucker's out on a on a hunt just to say, "Hey, we gonna"? I don't, I, I, I don't, I can't answer that like directly because I don't really you talking to niggas like that. Yeah, <laughs> but if you think of the history of shit, nigga, don't stop doing shit until they get <laughs> fucked up. I'm just telling you. Yeah, for real. You know what I'm saying? I mean, niggas you know what I'm saying get busted for riding with guns, selling dope, and all that nigga still gonna sell. And up. then see a nigga do it and be like, I you know what I'm saying? Nigga, oh, shit. His luck, he was down on his luck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That happened to me. Yeah, shit, I'm God having a better day. You know what I'm saying? God damn it. So I, I just think, like I say, niggas not gonna learn until they get a chance for it to happen to them or they have a first-hand experience. There you go. Now you in the podcasting world, is there anything in the podcasting world that you would not touch? Uh, anybody that you won't touch? I'm gonna tell you that I, I make sure that I speak and advocate for streets and street people in a positive way. Right. A lot of stuff that people gravitate to and be good stories, it's not necessarily things that I always care about. You see what I'm saying? So. I don't, I'm just, I'm a, I just, I stick to street morals and codes. I don't talk about shit that ain't my fucking business. Right. You see what I'm saying? It ain't my business. If this nigga want to tell on a nigga, it ain't my business why he told. I don't even want to know why he told. I don't agree with it. So I ain't, it's no reason for me to figure out, well, why you did it, bro? And then have a debate with him about what he did and what my feelings is about what he did. I ain't got to live with that shit. That's on him. 
You know what I'm saying? It's just it's easier for me. I stick to street codes and morals. You see what I'm saying? And I just think that what makes me different in the space of what I do. I think that's what makes me different. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I just I focus on real life shit and real shit and real testimonies to help niggas get through their day. Because every niggas will see somebody in the, in the highlight, you never see the shit they go over, the triumphs, the, the train guesses they go through. You always just see when they win the award, when they when they get this, when they when they doing good. You see what I'm saying? If somebody can tell you, well, I overcame this, bro. Y'all seen this, but boy, I went through this, this, this. That shit might give somebody else hope. That's what I preach. You know what I'm saying? Let me keep, let me keep giving game mm-hmm. until a nigga say, I ain't gonna tell a nigga what to do with his money. Let me just keep saying shit until you be like, you know what, what? That shit's smart. It's like a commercial. You see a fucking commercial, nigga, 10 years. Midas commercial, you didn't fuck that shit. Then one day you just like, you know, I need some tires, man. Let me try this mighty shit. I keep seeing this shit on the commercial. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Then you try it and you're like, oh shit, these good ass tires. You see what I'm saying? And you're like, I fuck with these. You know what I'm saying? And it's I feel like it's the same way when you was younger, when your mom used to tell you something all the time, you just didn't listen. You saying you had to keep hearing it until you experience yourself and be like, oh shit, you know what? Okay, now, now I get it. You see what I'm saying? So I just like to give game. So if it ain't no game, I just feel like it's messy. You see what I'm saying? If it ain't game, I just feel like it messing. Unless I, I'm interviewing a nigga who I respect on, the, on that type of level, and then it's some shit that he ain't been through, he just want to talk about it, mm-hmm. then that's cool. You know what I'm saying? I ain't going to stop a nigga, but we ain't going to talk about nothing messy. Right. You see what I'm saying? Uh, how, many t- how often do you pass up on opportunities to go viral? I don't even think about that shit. I don't even be like... I think that's my, that's another thing, that's my, I think that's my, like, like I say, it's, you always get, you get and give. I think right. that's my thing. Cause I can, it's a lot of shit I could do to try to, you know what I'm saying, get some views and I just ain't known that. I just, yeah. I feel like that shit reaching. Right. If it's meant, it's gonna fucking happen, bro. I didn't try to be a rapper, nigga, it just happened. Right. You know what I'm saying? I just took it serious, like, okay, fuck this. Okay, this was going on, like podcast. I just started speaking, niggas start listening to me. Well, shit, I need to start talking. What's the best form of way you talk? Podcast. Right. You see what I'm saying? Now, when you interviewing somebody you know, let's say a homeboy, like or somebody you grew up with, do it get personal accident? And I asked that because I just seen when Bank was interviewing uh, Baby, he was like, was that you with that girl, boy? Was that you with that old girl? He was like, he looked at that nigga like, nigga, what? But I'm sure that's a question the nigga would ask. Just, no, you was with that bitch, wasn't you? So but, do you, when you be with your homeboys, do you just ask them some shit, not even, like, it just turned into nah, a conversation? No, nah, I, I wouldn't do it on the interview, because oh. like I said, like, see, I, you gotta think, some people do what they do, and they do exactly their job. Right. You see what I'm saying? Because that's what I do. I'm not a podcaster. Yeah. I just do podcasts. So the shit that you're supposed to do, like, that's the part of the interview. You're supposed to do that. I, I like goddamn watching. That's the only reason I watch Breakfast Club. Cause Charlemagne gonna ask a nigga some shit. I, and yeah. I wanna hear the nigga response. Exactly. I be wanna hear that shit. Yeah. But it don't mean that I wanna indulge and pull it out of a nigga. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Because I'm gonna tell you, like, I, I just, I, th- I think my appearance and the way people know me from a personal level, I don't want, never want to feel like I'm putting a person on the spot and they got to answer me because I'm asking them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? There you go. It's just nigga, get away. if you want to say it, you would have said it if that was you or not. You see what yeah. I'm saying? So I ain't tripping over niggas say that. I ain't like why he asking that. But me personally, I wouldn't ask him. 
I done interviewed a lot of people, and I could have asked them niggas all kind of shit. Yeah. But that ain't for the camera. Unless yeah. it's just they want to talk about that shit. You know, it's crazy because, you know, we doing doing this ourselves, we have we've seen storylines start from like someone right here, boom, and all of a sudden the reaction, then the reaction, and we're like, oh, we see it kind of go to places. So, uh, you know, I got to ask, uh, Charleston White. I, I'm going to tell you about Charleston. Yeah. I think Charleston is like internet girls, the good ones. He's the you good know, ones. You know, the ones who are like really good girls. Yeah. But they, they want the attention. So they put on the booty shorts and they put on them the, 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 the short shirts and stuff like that. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But they ain't really like that. He give out a lot of good messages. They say a lot of fuck shit too. Well, I ain't gonna say fuck shit. He say a lot of shit that I don't agree with. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Mm. So if he say a lot of good stuff, he says a lot of stuff that I'd be like, ah, he just said some stuff. But then he'd say a lot of stuff that I don't agree with. You see what I'm saying? So keep doing what he do. Like I, I watch it. You know what I'm saying? I hear what he's saying. Cause he speak from a, a informational standpoint too. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So a lot of time he say he is informational. So he say shit. Well, I look this up and it's this. Like I'm looking it up. Yeah, I'm looking at fact check. I want to see what you talking fact, about. He's, nigga. Yeah, he's talking numbers and. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So so it's informational, but it's just like it's like internet or TV. When you look at the information, you got to know what to pull out. Yeah. And you got to know what to push to the side. You see what I'm saying? And I just indulge information. When it comes to Atlanta, um, of course, you know. Uh, you know, he had the whole situation with T.I. Again, he's a Dallas-Fort Worth guy. Um, and he was able to reach one of the head guys in Atlanta. Um, does that say something? You've doing this pocket. Like you, you're in the music world and you're in this world as well. What does that say to you from a business standpoint, like to see him reaching, you know, uh, T.I. and being able to get a reaction out of that? Like what is your, what is your mindset from it from – Again, a, pod, a, a podcasting world or doing this where you're speaking on things and then also from a hip-hop world where, like, normally there's this songs. There's, you, know, you, know how to, you know how the hip-hop does it. Mm -hmm. What do you say to that? Like, this is something new. Like, I, just, I just think that, um, like, I, like I said, I think it's, um, you know, some people do things that I might be like, I understand. Some people might do things that I don't agree. When it comes to a personal level, though, I just think it, it's a, and sometimes it's a line. And I just think with the internet and how the people just want to know everything about people's life, there's no line no more. Right. You see what I'm saying? So, so people don't know when they're crossing the line. And just getting personal and saying stuff about people's families is just something I don't agree with either. You see what I'm saying? But who's, some people might just be like, oh, he wasn't saying that wrong, but who am I? I don't get into how other people feel. I just like, uh, he got a point. I don't agree, but he got a point. Oh, I understand what he's saying. Like I say, I just, I, I, did, I did with shit on a totally different level. You see what I'm saying? I, I'm just true to who I am. You know what I'm saying? I don't let the internet and what other people say and feel, you know what I'm saying, uh, contradict how I feel and my emotions and what I think about shit. Now, uh, we, your, your podcast has become a level to where, you know, like motherfuckers got to really take that shit seriously, but we know how niggas are. So when you have an individual who want to come on your podcast and they might, they might know you from the city or whatever, like, how do you handle that? Like, they feel like they could just walk on and should be able to sit down and talk to Parlay just because they know you. No, niggas, no, I don't get down like that anyway. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I ain't, I ain't never moved like that. 
like I say, the, the stuff I'm doing now, how I'm moving, mm. it's not nothing new. You know what I'm saying? Niggas who know me, I've been moving like a boss. As I came up, up uh, behind niggas who really got down and showed me how to really conduct business and do things. Right. You see what I'm saying? I always had structure. You see what I'm saying? And I always been like that. I'm not no person that niggas just feel like they could just come up to anyway. Right. You see what I'm saying? So is, if, if you know me, then you're going to reach out. And you're going to, I'm going to tell you, I, I do shit a certain way, dog. I do it like this. Right. If they don't like it, cool. I give a fuck. Nigga ain't got to like me, bro. Right. You see what I'm saying? Nigga ain't going to like you and nigga don't like everything you do. So I'm cool with that. Like I said, I'm cool with me. All right. So let's do it like this. Uh, some celebrity do's and don'ts. Do you fly a chick out? That you've never seen before. Hell no. Nah. <laughs> Fuck no. Nah. The you fact that the fact that cats do it because they, I, I, I think people do it because they got it. And it's like, maybe it's a tax write-off, like, fuck, I'm, you know, hell, I don't give a fuck. They do it just because they just want to say they did it, bro. <laughs> they say they did it. It's the internet. Somebody else did it. They heard somebody else did it. Someone say, I want to, someone want to brag that, hey, I flew this person, I, I flew three out. And the girl want to say, I got flu out. And it's like, hey, everybody, well, every, need is, every need is getting met. Whatever you, whatever you want to do, do that shit. Mm. That's what I say. I just, it ain't for me. You see what I'm saying? Talk that to shit. Hey, okay, you want to fly? Cool. Who am I to tell you what the fuck to do? And that's yeah. how you feel. You see what I'm saying? If you want to roll a gram in your blunt and I want to roll three in mine, shit. That's how what you it feel. Is. That's how you, you feel. You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, you meet a girl Thanksgiving, you know, just, you know, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, you meet her, everything's going good. You know, y'all, you know, things get... Things get intimate. Do you take it to your parents' house Damn by Christmas? No. Fuck no. Damn, it's been a month. Hell no. He's a hell no. Nah. Nah, nah. Can't no month go that good? Like, shit, we, nigga, I'm in love, bro, love. It, it, Now, right now, bro, it's gonna take a year or two for you to find out who a girl is for real. No, that's for real. not real. It's gonna take a year or two. They hide themselves for a year. You see what I'm saying? It's gonna take a year or two, bro. Nah. You see what I'm nah. saying? They figure out. Yeah. Nah, fuck that. Let's say y'all going good and, you know, December rolls around at Christmas, and she say, "Pale, I done fell on some hard times, man. I'm trying to get to live. Ain't no show. hard time on criminal time. Fuck that. <laughs> Ain't no hard time on criminal. Ain't no hard time on the first. Ain't no hard times on birthdays. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ain't no shit. Hey, man, at the end of the month, the first, the, the last week of the month, the first week of the month, ain't, ain't no hard times. You know what I'm saying? Shit. Goddamn, you been kissing in the middle of that motherfucker or something. <laughs> hope, goddamn. <laughs> nah, now, now, so there was a situation that, you know, went on the internet where a dude, you know, he had one kid, girl had, you know, four, three other kids, <laughs> and he bought his kid, you know, McDonald's and didn't feed the rest of the other kids. Now, mind you, he had his reasons. He's like, man, they got daddies, and I don't really know. We ain't even rocking like that. That what? nigga, listen, let me tell you something. Like I say, you can't tell nobody else in that situation. Listen, if they, if him and the baby mama is cool on cool grounds like that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And if they just want to do that, she might be an asshole to him. You can't expect me to do something for you and your other kids. If you being an asshole to me, I'm going to do something for mine. Mm. I don't got this. My obligation is not to everybody. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? It's directly, but as a real one, it ain't about her, it's about the kids. So if you're gonna do it, nigga, buy five cheeseburger, bro. Yeah, he said, buy five cheeseburger. Like, you feel what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Buy five, or buy everybody a cheeseburger and get him a double, get him a walk. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Get him a goddamn Big Mac. You so, know what I'm saying? Get everybody a double cheeseburger, give him a Big Mac. Upgrade so, his fries or something. Yeah. 
Right. You see what I'm saying? But at least feed every goddamn body. I'm going to tell you one thing you'll never do. You don't deny nobody no food, no shelter. If somebody need help, you help them. Yeah. You see what I'm That's saying? That's the minimum, the minimum yeah, yeah. thing you can do. Especially food, dog. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So on the flip side, let's say you have no kids with a woman and she got two kids and she want to go out. Like you plan a, a nice day with her. You know, you plan a good old time. But she need two fifty for the babysitter. But get the babysitter. <laughs> what the fuck you want to take out for? You can't take them. That broke ass nigga shit. You know what I'm saying? That's some broke ass nigga shit right there. You can't like something I don't want to take care of. It's like I want to get a dog, but I don't want to give him no food. Goddamn, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, it's shit come along with that shit. Especially if you want to fuck man, with somebody. You know what I'm saying? Man, that's an Atlanta mentality. Bro, they, they got that real paper down there. Yeah, don't don't get too Hey, hey, we're going to end on that, boy. Okay. I'll take her Atlanta, boy. She's going to see somebody. Yeah. Them niggas don't play, they're going to be like, come here real quick. Your boyfriend yeah. right there. I'm telling you, boy, them niggas had treacherous. Yeah, nigga. For real, man. I love my bitch. That nigga, that, my bitch jumped in the car with a nigga. I had that goddamn nah, demon. Nigga, they just spared the fuck out. Man, nah, man. This shit was a goddamn good time, man. I like this shit, man. The energy, man. Y'all got, when y'all come in, I got to sit y'all down. <laughs> so, hey. We just want to, uh, man, thank you so much for pulling up on us, brother, man. Y'all, this is Parlay. He a motherfucking legend. The franchise, boy. The franchise, boy. Them franchise, boy. In the Parliament Podcast. Go check out every motherfucking episode. Yeah, man. If you're down here and you watch it in the area, you got Sam on Sam team. Tap in. We'll tap that at Huncho Elite. Yeah, man, Quavo got a Sam on Sam program. So I know Sam on Sam big down here in in Texas and shit. But we tap ass everywhere. Amen. You already know, man. Thank you for coming so much, brother. Parlay in the motherfucking building. You are a real life street star. Life with a Y, nigga. You better have oh, some hold, 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 yeah. hold on, hold on. Has Desi reached out to you? It's my dog. Yeah, he owe you some motherfucking money, though. Yeah. Desi, <laughs> oh, bro. Man. I just be waiting for you to pop out of this kit every fucking my time, bro. My dog owe me that, man. Tell that nigga keep doing this thing, man. Hey, man. Already, brother. Yes, sir. Yeah, man.